And this is Callie. Oh, wow. I know. I was like, trying to go a little fancy since we've been, you know, gone a long time. Gone a while. Well, we're back, and we're back with none other than the HR Employee of the Year, Christine Bowman. Hi, Christine. Hi, guys. How are you? Celeb status. Is everyone like calling, asking for signed photos? Like, how has your life changed? How have you been impacted yes. by this? I mean, especially since I never leave my house right now, I have to leave all like the photogs and all those people that are trying to chase me right. around for photographs and autographs outside. I, but, yeah. if I had a nickel for every time I was like, oh, another pop? Like, yes. God, <laughs> I get it. I'm amazingly beautiful. <laughs> I know. So when you were sitting on the meeting listening to Karen announce the HR Employee of the Year and then she said your name, like, what was your immediate reaction that was going through your head? I had no idea it was coming. Um, and, I mean, I get, like, sort of the element of surprise, but I just sort of, if I think if I remember right, the meeting was, like, kind of running long. So I was on my phone, like, emailing a few people, like, hey, I got to push a couple things back. Like, I, I'm not going to, like, be able to get back to you. So I was like... Not that I wasn't paying attention, but I was sort of like trying to push my meetings back. And then all of a sudden, you know, she starts to do it. And I'm not at all expecting it to be me. So I'm like, oh, this is nice, blah, blah, blah. And then like she says my name and I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Come again? Honestly, and the biggest shocker there is that Al was able to keep it a secret. Like I could totally see him being so excited about something like that and just telling you. Well, and it's funny because we had talked about, you know, Jonathan was getting recognized and, you know, we had talked about all that. And so I was joking with Al after I was like, could you at least somehow give me a little bit of a heads up? Like, hey, you might want to wash your hair or like not be wearing a hoodie now that we're working from home. Like something, but all I get fun. I know in HR, we make fun of Al a lot, but I thought maybe we would change up the pace a little bit and I wanted to make ask fun you. of me instead. No, I was just going to ask you, what's your favorite thing about working for Al Sater? Um, Five o'clock. <laughs> no, no. I think by far, like, once you get to know Al, like, how sarcastic he is, like, and that's actually a lot of how I am in my, like, humor and personality that we really connect on that level. And, like, the way he deadpans certain things and, like, he'll say something. And I remember when I first started, I'm like, think you're kidding I'm not sure like should I laugh are you gonna fire me if I laugh like is this inappropriate like you know and like going through that progression to now especially like on zoom and I'm like yep no I get it but he's super funny and sarcastic and you know actually brings a lot of like levity to situations where it's just like I always you, you hear me say this more times than you can count but like you can't make this stuff up like sometimes some of the stuff that we come across you can't make it up and you just kind of have to laugh. So that is definitely something Al brings. His office is stunning. It's perfectly he looks like he lives staged. At the Westin Hotel. Literally, it, I can smell the Westin when I'm on Zoom with him. Yeah. It's well, and the fact that Augie's always in it is amazing. To the point that we were on a call a couple days ago, and I was like, "Hang on!" Like literally, he was mid sentence, and I was like, "Stop what you're talking about. Where is Augie?" Because I got that concerned. He's always right behind him on some form of the furniture. He's there. And he wasn't. He's like, oh, he's at the vet, like, getting his teeth cleaned or something. And I was like, all right, hey, all right, I'm good. Like, God, yeah, okay. I need to know. Because, like, 
my dog's always at my feet throughout the day, but like his, you can always see it in the back. So all of a sudden it's like gone and I'm like, where's the dog? What have you done? Um, I feel like lawyers are a lot like doctors in the sense that like everyone you know wants legal advice. Like if you're a doctor, everyone you know wants medical advice. Like you could not have anything to do with like feet medicine and people are like, I have this weird spot on my foot. Can you look at it? <laughs> Podiatry. Right, that say, one. I also that. Um, where, and then Christine, yeah. like, you probably have no idea, like, about certain things, and people just go to you because they know oh, Christine's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, no, it, and it's really funny because my stepbrother is a doctor. So, like, I remember I was, like, sick a couple years ago, and I called him, and he was like, Yeah, you should go see a doctor about that. I'm like, I'm talking to a doctor. And he's, he's a. <laughs> Like, he's a pathologist. He's like, I look at slides all day. I don't even interact with the patient. I write a report and, like, all, you know. And But it's funny. It was more so, like, when I was in law school and I first started where everyone is, like, asking me about so-and-so got arrested, like, whatever, my parking ticket or, you know, constitutional law. Like, there were certain times where people ask questions and I'm just like, I don't know, you should ask, like, a lawyer about that. Meeting, like, a lawyer that specializes in that, not just, like... I'm not a lawyer, but like you do like specialize in what you do typically. So, but it definitely doesn't stop, especially my family. That's the worst, to be honest, is like things come up in the media, like, oh, like, you know, whether it's something in, you know, the social unrest or, you know, what's going on with like, this was actually the worst recently was everything with like the vote counting um, with the most recent election is like, well, what happens with the electors and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I finished social studies in eighth grade. Like, I'm not dating myself, but that was a couple years ago. Like, I don't know. You know, like, you don't know all of the law just because you're a lawyer. Although we but like to I, pretend. But if I ever needed legal advice, you would help me, right? I certainly would do my best, or I would at least find you someone that could help you with the situation. Christine, I don't know if you remember this or not, but very early on after you were hired, you came to a happy hour at Buffalo Wild Wings and you and I were just like drinking beer and like really bonding and talking about legal stuff. And I got your phone number that night yes. and I put you yes. in my phone as Christine Legal Aid. Yeah. <laughs> My number one advice, and I'll say it on this podcast, is that if you ever have been drinking and you get pulled over, is to do not like refuse to take the breath test, make them go get a subpoena and do a blood test, and don't say anything. I would like to make it very clear I've never gotten a DUI. I, would <laughs> I, say, no, I feel, I feel like this conversation kind of advice, set it up. But that's just my general legal advice for anyone. Do you have any other um, legal advice for the common folk? Um, well, if you're ever in legal trouble, get a good lawyer. Um, That's good advice. Like Al? If you have employment problems, yes. <laughs> How do you know who a good lawyer is? Um, I ask referrals, you know, so like, even if you guys have a legal problem, like ask me if I know someone who does X, Y, and Z, and I may not know that person, but I know enough contacts to be like, who's a legitimate person to do that? Like. There's a little bit more now with like ratings, almost like Yelp, right? Like if you're looking for like an auto garage or like a restaurant, there's starting to be reviews, but I really wouldn't trust any of that stuff. I would, it needs, it should be a referral. I feel like after the airing of this podcast, you're going to have like 50 emails in your inbox being like, hey, so ran into this situation. 
<laughs> I mean, I'll do my best, but again, my specialty is like litigation and labor and employment. Well, I, I so think I, that leads into a good question because m- most recruiters, I think, n- would know your name, right? Um, or generally what you do because of like the background check process, right? And sending you when we've got something we're concerned about, what are our options, what do we do? But do you want to give just like a quick high level? Because obviously that's not like all you do during the day. So just for people who don't know exactly like what your job entails. Wait, what? Christine doesn't just sit waiting for us <laughs> to email her approvals to start people? That's so weird. <laughs> or Some Googling take most like of day. what the, this criminal charge is and trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know it's funny because like someone's like you know tell me what you do in the day and i'm like it varies so much day to day which i think that's true for a lot of people um but like if i had to like call out like the various things that could happen in a day is you know certainly the background check questions and onboarding questions it's not just like criminal backgrounds there's a lot of issues or concerns that come up sometimes for like certain corporate level positions like an issue we're dealing with right now is um you know, people that are coming from other companies with non-compete agreements, like, can we bring them on and, you know, working through all those nuances. Um, so there's a lot with that. Um, there's unemployment questions. So when people file for unemployment, are they entitled? How should we respond to stuff? We do subpoenas. So whether, you know, someone's getting divorced or they're in litigation because they slipped and fell at Walmart or at Nordstrom and they're suing that company, there can be records from that, or they had a workers, they used to work for us eight years ago, and now they have a workers comp claim at their current company. Like, there can be subpoena requests for that. Um, we do all of Medline's employment litigation, so managing that, everything from, you know, reviewing briefs and talking to outside counsel about strategy and all of that to gathering documents and setting up interviews for outside counsel. Um, policies reviewing policies and then i think the other there's a whole lot more but i think the other big one is just i would say on an average day 70 percent of my time is in meetings and calls with people about sort of sticky situations and how do we deal with it whether it's someone that's on a leave of absence it's a workers comp issue it's um, you know, someone that's misbehaved at work. But like, so working through sort of those kind of sticky situations and, you know, some of the leaders and some of our local branches are like, well, I'm so worried about my location, my branch, whatever it is. And I have to look at things on a macro level and say, listen, like, I get that that's a concern for you, but I've got to look at the entire company. And when you say it's that for you, you know, we have to look at it on a bigger scale. And what are we doing? Because at the end of the day, we want to be consistent and treat everyone the same. Like, so what are we doing in manufacturing versus ops or this manufacturing location versus this other manufacturing location? A lot more than I do in a day. When you have to go to court, right? Like in the instances mm-hmm. you do, does it look like courthouses in law and order SVU? Yeah, it's a great question. So I, um, when I was at my old firm, before I came to Medline, I did a lot of um, actual like trial work. And what the cool thing is, is that in a lot of courtrooms, especially the federal courtrooms, but sometimes state courtrooms, um, they actually do look like that. And sometimes there is even like a little gate to come up to the tables uh, where you sit and it's like ornate and it's all wood paneled 
and it's super cool. By the way, never go to the restroom in a public courthouse. They're disgusting. Like, See, this is good like, information to have. Yeah, like, like worse like, than a bar. Hundred percent. Shut like, up. There's very little chance in certain court. I, off the record, I'll tell you which courtrooms have bigger problems, but. There's not even, like, toilet paper or something. I hope I don't ever need to know. Yeah, I also hope I never need to know. Yeah. Well, but, like, so before COVID, if you got in my car, because I did a lot of, um, it was pro bono, but I did a lot of criminal defense work over at 26th and Cal, which is the criminal court building for Cook County in Chicago. So I would go over there quite a bit, and whether it was the jail or the courthouse that I was going to, um... I had hand sanitizer everywhere in my car. Like, it was in my work bag. It was in, like, because when you go into the jail side, you can't bring a bag with you, and you can only bring, like, papers and pads. But even that, you have to, like, take out the staples and, like, all the stuff. So I had, like, a plastic hanging thing for my hand sanitizer that I found online. And, like, you open up my glove box, and there's, like, 30 things of hand sanitizer in there before COVID, just because I'm like, these places are just disgusting. And so now it was funny when COVID happened, funny, I mean, ironic, but that now I have like this whole stash of like little hand sanies everywhere when you couldn't find them. I used to be going over there all the time. It's okay to call it funny. We have to laugh at it so that we don't (laughs) cry. (laughs) I actually had um, Purell wipes in my car and then like doggy wipes are blue. And then this morning I looked at them and they were all frozen. Mm. It's cold. Yeah, that makes sense. It's really cold out. Yeah, you could delete that out. Hand <laughs> well, sanitizer doesn't freeze because it has uh, alcohol in it. Yeah, but why does the wipes freeze then? Because they don't have the same con- alcohol content compared to like the because it's spread over the entire wipe. It's physics. Like You're versus. Physics. The- yeah. I'm a nerd. <laughs> Listen, you guys wanted me to come on this. Like, I'm a total nerd. This I actually is- failed physics. And I got a C, not failed, but I got a C in physics in high school, which is, like, the worst I ever did in high school. It's you really were bad. ahead of me. I didn't even pass the class that you had to be able to take physics. <laughs> Algebra. Yeah. I wish I never took physics. That was the death of me. I was always jealous of the physics kids because they got to go to Six Flags. That was the only reason. No, so ours did. Our AP physics. Yeah. Literally is the only reason I enrolled in the class because I was like, I want to go to Six Flags for free. Yeah. RIP Medline Six Flags. God, I miss that. Not what do you think the odds are that this September we do it? Zero percent or like? Zero. Yeah. That's. I mean, listen, we're a healthcare company. It doesn't <laughs> make sense for us to like... Uh, this is when you're not being a cool lawyer, Christine. We're a healthcare company. We can't not care about health. <laughs> okay, but typically you are what I would call a cool lawyer. Like, not a, like, lame, like, annoying lawyer like Al or, like, Alex. Like, you're, like, top tier. So, what's that like, having to interact? I mean, Alex is definitely cooler than Al, though. Oh, my God. So much cooler. Yeah. Alex is way cooler than Alex and Al in the same. No, they're not even. No, you're right. I, you know what? I want to apologize right now to Alex Lieberman for putting (laughs) you in the same sentence as Al Sater. Like, worlds above him. But, hey, heck. But I think Alex would admit, like, Christine, you're like top tier, you know? (laughs) Get a dog, they said. Ted agrees with you. I feel like Ted is disagreeing. It's like, hey, back off. Ted's a big Al Sater fan. Yeah. Someone has to be. (laughs) (laughs) This is my new favorite episode.
my stepdad's name is Al, so him and my and Al Sater are in my phone next to each other. So I always accidentally text Al Sater <laughs> when I mean to text things to my stepdad. <laughs> like the other day, I was like, "Thanks That's for dropping off the food," and Al's like, "What?" <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Um, if you had one thing you could say to all recruiters, since they're all listening, obviously, because everybody loves DA at home, what would you tell them? Um, I would honestly say, like, thanks for all the hard work, because that is not an easy job. Um, and keeping track of people and, you know, there are so many aspects to it that, like, right, it seems easy. They fill out the application, we set them for an interview, and then, like, all that. But there's so many more nuances to it, so... You know, the fact that they keep track of that's their job is to keep track of all that and then communicate with people and especially like sometimes the abuse. I mean, we've seen it like where candidates get mad about things. Um, like that is such a thankless job. And then there are certainly times where whether it's we're not moving forward with someone and they're abusive back. And I use that very loosely, like rude. Um, I mean, certainly things have escalated, but like, even when things work well, that's how, especially I think a lot of our leaders and management look at it. Like, that's just how it should be versus like thanking them for keeping everything moving. And like, there's a lot that goes into that, that I don't think everybody appreciates. And then there's certain questions and there's a lot of nuanced things that come up and they get put into situations that could be very uncomfortable, like having to go back to a candidate and ask about their criminal background or... Um, you know, ask about gaps in their history or things like that. Could then, you know, sometimes there'll be people that just like spew life things at them. And, you know, this is someone that, you know, a newer job, right? And they're just like, I don't know what to do with that. And they're so it's, I, I think they have such a thankless job, but they do such a service to us and helping us find really great people. You're welcome. Amen. <laughs> Like I said about the modest thing. <laughs> uh, Do you like me or Callie more? Ooh, good question. Decline to answer. That's because we know the answer. Really. That's probably true. It is true. I'll take the loss. I'll you take should. the L. Because I know Al likes me more than he likes you, so. Mm. No, 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 no. That sounds so great. <laughs> like, good for you. <laughs> VP of TP. Oh, that was fun. Oh, God. That was a great day. When that was, was a really good idea, Kelly. You have some good ideas. Christine, did you ever hear about that? I did not. When Al was got a promotion to, now he's higher. He's, what is he, like a legal Associate chief? Associate general counsel. Oh, yeah. That, um, but. <laughs> <laughs> he became a VP. But when he was, was first promoted to a VP, <laughs> We went and TP'd his office and put VP of TP on the front. He loved it. He, he really loved did. It. I have a did photo of that it? somewhere. Did he crack a smile? Oh, yeah. He definitely nice. did. It was amazing. You're, you definitely won then. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always do. <laughs> I swear, it's the modesty. Yeah. Well, I've never claimed to be that, so why would I, why would I start? Why start now? Yeah. It would not be on brand for me. I'm like really tired. Wow, okay, so you're done? I want everyone to know that. <laughs> it's not very on brand for me. Barry, anything you want to actually like add of value to this podcast? Any questions for Christine? Or... <laughs> I thought like I asked Christine a lot <laughs> I know, of I'm questions. Kidding. I'm kidding, I'm just kidding. 
I got in my like, you know, my chirpy mode because of all the Al talk. So I got to reel it in a little bit. Well, one thing we did ask everyone back in the day in season one was what's your high and low work from home? Uh, good question. Um, on the spot, um, the high is, you know, certainly the reduced commute. I mean, I literally just have to walk down my stairs. And so my commute goes from like an hour and a half to like, you know, a minute and a half. Um, so certainly that is, you know, a nice benefit. It's going to be interesting to go back to work and like get up again. Um, but I actually think that I interact more with people now that we're home because we're using like the video chat function. So like I did a lot of like, you know, conference calls back in the office, but like every call now has some form of like video aspect. So I actually being able to like see people even though there are people, there was a lot of people before COVID that I'd never actually like seen in person, whether like we'd missed each other at Northfield or something like that. Cause I support, you know, people across the country. Um, so I think that's a really nice thing to still be able to like see and interact with people. I love that too. I don't know why, but I prefer a video call to a phone call. Like, yeah, I agree. Any day. Same. Unless I'm in bed. I feel like our team would be really mad if we didn't at least ask because I know you're involved in a lot of the planning around return to work. Any highlights, any tidbits you can give us about what may be coming, what might be coming, what's definitely not coming? Absolutely. Keep your ears and eyes open. That's my, that's my advice. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I will say it's something that's being taken very seriously. We're looking at, we're working on, but there's nothing to report right now. We certainly will report it, but. And Christine, nothing. when are you getting us all vaccinated? Right. I mean, I, I've got this whole horde right here sitting next to me that I'm just like keeping over here. But yes, that is my favorite question right now. <laughs> are people, a lot of people asking you when you're getting us vaccinated? Well, I mean, I think it, you know, here's the problem with vaccinations right now is that it isn't just even state by state, it's county by county. So even just think like Illinois, right? We've got Lake County, we've got Cook County, we've got DuPage County, we've got people everywhere and all of the, um, whether you can get it, the requirements to get it are different and we're all at different stages. And that is not just Illinois, but that's across our entire network, like coast to coast. And so, like, sometimes it gets frustrating because it's just, like, I don't control what the local government says about who can get a vaccine and whatnot. We've rolled out the letters for a lot of our frontline folks in manufacturing and ops. So, like, if you need support to say, like, you are a frontline worker, but that's all we can really do at this point. And the vac there's so little supply that we can't, like, have like the flu shot, right? I've gotten a lot of questions like, why can't we just have like the flu shot clinic, right? Where someone just comes in and we all just get our flu shot. Like you can't just go in the open market and say like, hey, Moderna, like give us all enough for 5,000 shots. We can't do that because it's all going through the government right now. So I think having people understand that like we don't control that is a big part of this whole piece like we'll do as much as we can and we're looking at it and we're monitoring all of it but like at the end of the day like we can't say hey lake county give us a whole bunch of shots or cook county give us a bunch of shots we, we can't get our hands on it so jolly can you wrap us up here because <clears throat> i've got to urinate <laughs>
Sure. Christine. Can we first leave that part in? Yes. <laughs> Christine, for somebody yeah. who didn't want to come on, I think this was a great episode. And How I'm, much fun did you have? Scale one to ten. Ten being like best time ever. One being like this is the worst time ever. Ten. Hands I knew down. it. I oh, knew it. Next time, let's go for eleven though. <laughs> All right. Something to strive for. Thanks, Christine. We know you're super busy, so we appreciate your coming on. We Like, especially as employee of the year, like, I'm sure. You know, there are a lot of people lined I up. I fit you yeah. into my media schedule. Every Medline podcast is like, can you come on? Can you come on? And the fact that you chose us, we're just like, we're so grateful. We're so grateful. Jane, you are, you are very welcome. <laughs> All right. That's it. Deuces, Barry.